0: Hello, my Rebels. Today, I'm in northern Alberta with Sheila gunn Reid, and Kean Bextie. We're here because we're having a book launch for China virus. What makes that more interesting than normal is that the Chinese consulate has whipped up an attempt to de-platform us, to have the restaurant cancel us. They even offered to bribe them. I'll tell you about that more. But first, let me invite you to become a subscriber to Rebel News Plus. It's only eight bucks a month. That's net, less than Netflix, people. Just go to rebelnews.com, sign up there. And in addition to my show, you get a show from Sheila Gunn-Reed and David Menzies every week. All right. Here's today's podcast. Tonight, I'm here in Edmonton for our book launch. But will the event be canceled by the Chinese embassy? It's July 21st, and this is The Ezra Levant Show. Why should others go to jail why? when you're a biggest carbon consumer I know? There's 8,500 customers here and you won't give them an answer. The only thing I have to say to the government about why I publish it is because it's my bloody right to do so. I am standing in front of Buffet Royale in Sherwood Park, a community just across the highway from Edmonton proper. Tonight, it's just about three hours from now, we're going to have 144 people who have registered in a sold-out event for our first book launch Of my own book, China Virus, how Justin Trudeau's pro-communist ideology is putting Canadians in danger. This restaurant can actually hold more than double that number of people, but social distancing rules for the reopening of restaurants in Alberta limits it to half capacity. We already had a tour of the building, and it's a great buffet. So they have so many rules for how to be safe and food handling in a buffet. They're really conscientious. But you know what? Just We had a bite of lunch here in advance of tonight's event. The number one feeling I had just being in a restaurant was normal. Of course, because I come from Toronto, a city that is one of the most neurotic in the country, they don't have open restaurants like this in Toronto. Everyone's walking around terrified of themselves and each other. Just to have an event tonight where we're with other Canadians just out being social creatures, which humans are. I'm looking forward to that as much as anything to do with my book. Now, I'm delighted that we are having a book launch because, as you know, Amazon banned my book for two months. Then they unbanned it for a week. It rocketed up the bestseller charts, and then they banned it again. And then they unbanned it again. So for all I know, uh, as you're seeing this, the book has been banned a third time. We're not quite sure. Our lawyers have written to Amazon on three occasions and not once have they even replied explaining themselves, let alone apologizing or correcting for their glitch. Anyways, we luckily purchased enough books in advance of the lockdown of Amazon to have books for everybody here tonight. Now, I'm coming to you in the mid-afternoon and you'll be watching this at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, which is in the middle of our to-do. So I have to say, as I'm recording this, I don't know for sure that this event is going to happen. Now, I had a great talk with the proprietors. It's a mom-and-pop operation, one of four locations of Buffet Royale. Very excited to have customers, paying customers to have some life come back to their business and their restaurant. I talked to them, and they say that starting a few days ago, they have had waves and waves of people calling the restaurant, pleading, demanding threatening and even trying to bribe them to cancel tonight's event the strangest call was someone offering three thousand dollars to the restaurant if they simply rip up their contract with us but some of the other uh messages they had were much more ominous even if they were delivered in a ridiculous manner here take a look at a live stream i did yesterday from calgary When I was given, I was forwarded a copy of one of the crazier emails they've received. Take a look. Let me read this letter. I'm going to read this letter, and if you want to help, I I think I'm going to need it. Let me read this to you. This could be a bluff, but this was a letter received by the restaurant in Sherwood Park. Dear CEO, which is sort of weird, because I don't think most restaurants have a CEO. I am writing to your executive team and let your management know I'm just reading it how it's written. I'm not correcting the grammar. What might happen for scheduled event at your place on July 21, 2020 for book launch event, especially during serious pandemic reopening uncertainty, Protect Albertans, your business as well. On other hand, this activity the author hosted at your place has been reported to RCMP and local police office and Alberta Health Services for investigations. So many legal and financial issues the author met unavoidably by court's order. I don't know exactly what that means, but it sounds like uh, this author, um, whose name is Dr. Lian Zhao, has called the RCMP and the police, or at least is pretending to. I don't know. Um, I let you know what the following very risky reasons. One, can you business afford to potential lawsuit by PM office against the author? I think that means Justin Trudeau might sue me. I don't think that's going to happen, but it might. I noticed that there are numerous misleading data and survey results and disputable arguments cited public media and misunderstood context in Canada and China. I'm not correcting the grammar here. Why would I do that? I'm just telling you what the restaurant received. And there's a, a picture of the, of the billboard that we have up on Highway 2 in Alberta, the, the largest highway in the province. Let me move on to page two of this letter. It's so a three-page letter. Point two. Can you afford to get involved in crime investigations regarding systemic racial discrimination down the road by RCMP because his book, Misleading Readers by Say Chinese Cold War, Chinese Coronavirus, as shown in several pages in the book? I have compared China's approach to Canada to the Cold War. I think it's a reasonable comparison. I also compare uh, it to apartheid. And in some ways I compare it to Nazi Germany, but I don't go overboard there, because of course um, Mao Zedong killed up to 85 million of his own countrymen, and China right now has ethnic cleansing of Tibetans, Uyghurs, Christians, etc. So there are some comparisons with Nazi Germany. There are some comparisons with the Soviet Union during the Cold War. I think uh, an apt comparison uh, is South African apartheid. So in that regard, this letter writer is correct. I'll continue reading the letter that the restaurant received. And other factual statements in the book, such as Chinese Cold War and Pro-China Fools. All right, I stand by those. Four, Alberta Health Services watchdog will go to your place and investigate any chances to to cause herd infection during the massive meeting. It is not worthwhile for your business to support an author who's putting Canadian in danger and taking unappreciated risk at special period of human beings over the world. It is time to fight against COVID-19. It is truly not a time to punish PM. Don't punish PM. Don't punish little poodle Justin Trudeau. The author is doing hate crimes against Canadian. I am doing hate crimes against Canadians. Um, that's so delicious. I, I don't even want to dispute that. It's, I, I'm doing hate crimes against Canadians. I'm not sure if the per- person who wrote this letter is Canadian, but they care about Canadians a lot. Five. There's a lot of points in this letter to this restaurant, the CEO of the restaurant. I think maybe that means like chef. Maybe they think the chef is like the chief or something. Five, publishing book is hurting Canadian society. CE Pro Foundations Inc. as a Canadian registered not-for-profit organization have committed to stand up the crime hates against Canadian. Someone's got to stop Ezra Levant from hating Canadians. And maybe this is the person who's going to do it. Could be. Let me conclude. Anyway, I am reminding your management team for unprecedented risks you are facing by providing access to Ezra's book launch. Hey, that's Mr. Ezra to you. We do understand that you are running conscientious business and you should avoid any hurts and damages for the public and your local communities. Okay, there is just a little bit on the fourth page here. So I'm just reading the letter. Meanwhile, you have obligation as a Canadian business to stop any racial discrimination situation since you have been noticed, or any crime investigation will be underway from various parties I mentioned here. I wish that you can stop any risky business and serve your community better. Sincerely, Dr. Lian Zhao, President, CE Pro Foundations Inc. PS There's a PS here. I always read the PS. PS So many protesters will be at sense. At that time if the event still exists it will be your business very bad reputation wow so that was signed by dr lian zhao president of ce pro which she's here she says is uh non and uh very fancy it's written on their stationery and it could they could have run it through grammarly or something but I think the message is clear. Don't let that anti-Canadian hate crime guy, Ezra Levant, continue his anti-Canadian hate crimings, or the PM will sue him for hate crimings against Canadians, etc. So I had a good chuckle at that email partly because it was written in that clunky Chinese Communist Party style. I don't even know if that letter was written in Canada or written in Beijing by some Communist Party propagandist. when it talked about the police shutting us down for crimes. I knew they weren't serious. But I'm not 100% sure. Like I say, they threatened to have a massive protest. I don't see anyone here, but the night is still young. They threatened to have all sorts of legal action. I don't buy it. We're in Canada, not Beijing. But then again, you might recall earlier this year, Justin Trudeau actually did sick two former RCMP officers against me for a book. I did that happened to have his ugly mug on the cover. Same thing with this one. Look at that cover. That's Justin Trudeau with his vacation beard. He's still just phoning it in. Trudeau hates this book. We know that. So, you know, maybe that communist propaganda threat, maybe it's real after all. I want to say one thing about the restaurant. It's called Buffet Royale. I've actually never eaten here before because I uh, I, I lived in Edmonton for four years, but I never came here. I lived in Calgary. I live in Toronto now. But not only is it delicious food, I had lunch here. But I think anyone in the Edmonton area, if you believe in freedom and fighting against cancel culture, may I respectfully suggest that you give Buffet Buffet Royale a chance. You know, speaking food-wise, it's great. But here we have a principled family business that was threatened, cajoled, bribed, harassed, and they stood firm. And for that alone, may I respectfully suggest that we ought to support them. By the way, I don't know their politics. I did not ask them. In fact, when I talked to them, I said, you feed everyone, liberal, conservative, even a New Democrat, I'm sure would be fed if they came here. I'm joking around. A restaurant gives food to human beings. They don't have a political test before you're served. In fact, I think that might even be illegal under some human rights law. So whether you're a conservative, liberal, New Democrat, whatever, here are people standing for freedom to eat, freedom to snack, freedom to have a book event in Canada. As we discussed with the uh, with the owners earlier this afternoon, if someone has another book with another point of view, let them come and have their book launch here. So it's going to be an interesting night, I hope. I'd still say there's a chance that someone tries to shut it down, whether it's bust in Antifa thugs, we've seen that before, whether, who knows, maybe the Chinese Communist Party really does bust people up here, I don't think that any Canadian authorities would take those steps. But like I say, I was shocked when Trudeau came after my last book. So I'll give you an update tomorrow. The reason it will have to be tomorrow is because by the time we're done here, it'll be very late out east. Let me take a short break and introduce a couple of the rebel friends who are here with me. Because besides having a great meal and everyone getting a book and a book signing we've got sort of you know when the avengers or the justice league all comes together so come right back because my friends sheila Gunn reid and Kean bexty are up here don't miss that here we go We're moving along until I told people that I would be joined up here in Sherwood Park by Kian Betchdy, our bright young reporter from Calgary and my favoriteist of the reporters. I have no favorites. I love them all. But our chief reporter, Sheila Gunn-Reed, is here. And when I let that news be known, boom, we sold out. <laughs> Sheila, how you doing?
1: Hey, I'm great. I'm very glad to be here um, for the event tonight. Hopefully it goes off without a hitch. Um, our restaurant had some threats Um, uh, threats to call the police to call the health inspector to have the event shut down they were as you pointed out uh, attempted bribe Um, you know it sure seems like intimidation and it sure looks organized based on where the numbers were coming from and how the people sounded all the numbers were coming from a Calgary area code Uh, the restaurant owner told us many of them had Asian accents it seems like it's a coordinated effort from the consulate or some of Beijing's fingers that are in China or are here in Canada
0: yeah of course people with a Chinese accent are um, they may be Chinese Canadians they may be Chinese agents of Beijing I count myself very fortunate to have a great number of Chinese democracy activists as my buddies and in fact I can, I can understand someone saying, oh, China virus, that book is very critical, but it's critical of the Chinese Communist Party. You know, when Justin Trudeau was asked, what country do you most admire? He said, China, okay, but then he said, for its basic dictatorship. I would say, I find China fascinating, interesting, and I would even use the word admirable, uh, and in some ways, lovable. It's very different than our culture. If you're talking about the Chinese people, Chinese culture, history, architecture, art, language, food, obviously, geography. There's so many things to love about China or to admire, to like. The people are different from the communist dictatorship. And I think my book tries to make that clear. I think, and here's the thing, I was talking to the proprietor of the, of the event today, he said he fielded about six or seven phone calls yesterday, he said not a single one of them had actually read the book, so they were just criticizing it, either based on its title, or more likely it was part of an organized campaign, if it was all coming out of Calgary, I think it was an organized campaign, but you know what, it's not just a hypothetical situation that we could be cancelled in three hours. We had our last Edmonton book launch canceled. We had a paid contract in full with the Princess Theatre, and he that guy was bullied out of it. They're trying to do the same tonight.
1: Yeah, they are. Um, luckily, the restaurateur is standing firm. They say they don't care what anybody's political beliefs are. They, they just want to serve you good food. And for the people who are trying to bully this restaurant owner, they don't really know what a booking this size might mean for this family because it is a family-run operation they have four restaurants but their kids are here helping today helping organize everybody's involved they are still a small business and the people who are trying to cancel this event they don't know if this is a life or death booking for them if it's the difference between hanging onto staff or laying off staff or keeping their doors open and they don't care and i think that's the point
2: yeah go ahead they're either on the serb Uh, getting the dole from Justin Trudeau or they're getting paid by Beijing so they really don't care they don't understand the financial situation that most Albertans are in and we were we were talking about this earlier before we were filming but the people that are here in Sherwood Park uh these Albertans are the same kind of Albertans that were in Innisfail uh just a few weeks ago when I was there at that protest when Antifa came and invaded that town it's very similar what's going on here because uh here we have uh agents i think i'm convinced it's agents of the chinese consulate in calgary calling here harassing here bribing these people to cancel this event just like in in Innisfail we had yuppies these leftist radicals coming in uh, to to harass these people of small-town Innisfail to tell them that they were racist that they needed to change their ways and that because they were white they were part of the problem and it's the same situation just different just different current political problems here
0: you know that video you're referring to Innisfail is a great town 8,000 folks we've had wonderful events there before it really is probably one of the most pro-rebel places in the country. The number of rebel subscribers there in a town of 8,000 is unbelievable. Um, It is not a town where Antifa or radicals naturally occur, so they had to bust them all in from Calgary. And I think it was that invasion by people who didn't know anything about them, didn't want to know anything about them, but were there to crook their finger at them all paid professional protesters. There was something about that video that obviously clicked with viewers, not only here in Canada, but that video actually did well around the world because it went to that common theme of Antifa, or fake bullies. That video is on track to be a million-view video, our number one video of 2020 in terms of views. I just want to show viewers a couple minutes of that in case you missed it. I don't think you missed it because it's done so well, but just a refresher, here's when Antifa tried to roll the town of Innisfail, Alberta. Take a look.
2: Are you here to support the rally? Yes. Okay, would, would you be able to give me any examples of... uh <laughs>
0: off, racist piece you of, of s***. Get the f*** out of here, Nazi. you f***ing Nazi. off, Nazi. I'm not a Nazi. Nazi.
2: Do you have an example of, of racism or police brutality here in Innisville? I don't know. I don't know if anything's happened in Innisfilm, but I do know there were threats against a small, little group. to say are you okay with that? I really don't care. <laughs> It's just you that has a stick over their butt. What is black excellence? Black
0: excellence actually is, we are, We're some of the students, we actually have this show. Is that
1: black people excellences.
2: What would you, how would you respond to a shirt that said white excellence?
1: White people, yeah, the white people always promote excellence. They don't need to be promoted, but we promote black excellences.
2: Hi there, are, are you from Innisfil?
1: Huh?
2: Are you from Innisfil? This
0: is Rebel Beattie. I wouldn't talk to him about
2: you. It's
1: okay. Don't worry about her.
2: Uh, are you from Innisfil?
1: I'm from Canada. Doesn't matter. Sure. Okay.
2: But not from Innisfail. I The reason I want no, the reason I ask is I just want to know if you have any example of systemic racism in this town. Why did you choose this town specifically?
1: I don't want to answer that. Thank you.
0: Well, you know what's interesting, Kian, is all those antagonists had to be bust in. And that was detected because they were organizing on Facebook and a little bit on Twitter, and that's where Canadians organize. But people who would be following Beijing or the consulate's instruction, they're probably not active on Facebook or Twitter. They're probably on the Chinese Communist Party controlled and regulated apps. A very famous one is called WeChat. So you and I wouldn't even really know. If there was a bus of 100 people coming to this buffet tonight, we wouldn't know because we're not on WeChat, at least I'm not. So although I think we're going to be okay tonight, for all I know, there's a bus of, you know, 50 Communist Party agitators on their way to Sherwood Park right now.
2: WeChat is. That's a good point that you make. It's a really interesting app because the and it's like I'm sure it's a project of the Communist Party because not only does it track everything that the people are saying in Hong Kong and in mainland China, but it also tracks the commerce. They use it to pay people. You know, they use it to go to small businesses and buy an ice cream cone. So the Chinese uh, maybe it's uh, worthwhile getting our feelers out on it so that we're aware of what's going on. We need a translator though, I suppose.
0: Well, it's such a powerful app because it adds everything you write, say, hear watch to everything you buy and add your GPS location on top of that, it's a total human surveillance system. Speaking of human surveillance, Sheila, I was reminded of when you went out to Vancouver for the trial of Meng Wanzhou, the CFO and daughter of the founder of Huawei, the Chinese tech giant that wants to build our 5G networks, which I find a terrible and terrifying scenario. Now, you saw a Chinese ethnic minority called the Uyghurs. Why don't you set that up and then we'll play a quick clip of that from when you went to Vancouver.
1: Sure. I was there the day of the decision for Meng Wanzhou's uh, extradition to the United States for bank fraud. And while I was there on the steps of the courthouse, there were uh, Huawei executives. And we know that Huawei acts as the high-tech surveillance arm of the Chinese state. That's indisputable. And we also know that consulate officials were there, and Uyghurs were on the steps of the courthouse, uh, some of them without their face covered, and they were protesting for the two Michaels that are held in uh, a dark, dank, miserable Chinese prison.
0: Two Canadian hostages.
1: The two Canadian hostages, they were taken hostage in retaliation to the arrest of Meng Wanzhou. And the Uyghurs were there knowing that if the uh, Chinese officials figured out who they were. Their families at home would be sent to those Uyghur concentration camps so that they would be forced to make masks for people here in North America.
0: That's incredible. Here, here's a flashback to when Sheila was in Vancouver and you can see the embassy, the consulate, filming the protesters and of course China is very advanced with facial recognition. So they were literally building a database of any democracy protesters or protesters against the Uyghur concentration camps in China. Take a look.
1: Now, telecom giant Huawei is a tool of the Chinese Communist government to oppress and spy on the Chinese people. And there seems to have been some old school spying and monitoring going on here from the Chinese consulate types and the Huawei executives who were lined up along the wall at the courthouse here. They were photographing and filming the dissident Chinese and religious minority Uyghurs who were on the steps of the courthouse protesting Chinese oppression in China but also across the world. I asked these protesters about how they felt about being monitored by the Chinese here on Canadian soil. Just watch.
0: Freedom and democracy for all there were
1: Chinese embassy officials and Huawei executives today watching the crowd, and they were taking pictures of the crowd and the protesters. Yeah, they do. Uh, are you concerned with what they might do if they knew who you were? I came here a little bit earlier, and they take a video, take a pictures. And the, if i afraid uh, to speak up, and that's what Chinese government wants to do us. And, and uh, then I'm afraid my family members, I love them, but I have millions of people there. And we need to speak up as a human first.
0: We've worried for a long time. I've been in Canada for 12, 13 years. We never dare to go out for protest because these terrorist people kidnap our family back home. Anytime we do against them, They kidnap our parents and make them call us and say stay quiet, that's how they work. But we're no longer afraid anymore because more than three million people in the concentration camp just like Nazi concentration camp, it's no use to be stay silent. Well that's incredible and that's happening in Canada and I want to say there's a chapter in my book about how China continues to surveil people in Canada and harass people in Canada who are Chinese democracy activists. And often the people they're harassing don't know that they have the right to stand up and push back because they're still, you know, they're still, I mean, they're recent immigrants perhaps. There's a chapter in my book where I discuss there was a group of democracy activists in a church in Vancouver and pro-Beijing activists here in Canada surrounded the church And they actually wouldn't let them out until Vancouver police came. Incredible. Kian, I want to ask you, uh, based on your experience, I mean, you're in Calgary, Sheila's here in Northern Alberta, do you think that the kind of harassment that Buffet Royale has received over the last couple of days, do you think that's just a completely manufactured thing Do you think that Albertans generally are critical of Communist China, Huawei, the kidnapping of the two Canadians, and Justin Trudeau rolling over Beijing every time? Like that, please tell me that the people harassing this restaurant are a fringe.
2: They are fringe. They're not normal Albertans. Normal Albertans uh, aren't. Don't fantasize about how great the Communist Party of China is, and how dangerous it is to criticize them. It's a normal thing for Albertans to criticize. It's basically their day job is to criticize our federal government and their provincial government. And criticizing a foreign government is just par for the course.
0: Now you went to Hong Kong for us last year. We had a whole series of videos you did at HongKongReports.com. I want to uh, show some of those because again, maybe people forgot or they didn't see. We didn't put it on our paywall shows that this is on. Give me a one minute setup for when you were actually in Hong Kong for the democracy protest before China crushed it.
2: It was just such a strange uh, type of politics in Hong Kong. It was totally different, uh, and the people were uh, fairly similar to what I would consider to be Albertans. They're freedom-loving, uh, they're kind people, uh, they love commerce, and they have a rich culture. Same as Alberta. The only difference is the politics. Um, I was I was in a, a protest, in the middle of a protest in the financial district, and this was the day after the general district election of Hong Kong, when the democracy camp, Steamrolled the CCP, and they couldn't have it. They were so angry that they actually took a senior cabinet mem- uh, member of Carrie Lamb's cabinet and took her physically and walked her through the middle of a protest, baiting protesters to punch her. That's what it was. She was surrounded by security, but they were just doing it as a show of force to show, look, who is really powerful. We might have lost the election, but we are still the ones running the street. Uh, and I, I just the the energy. In the, that street was something that I just couldn't believe. Luckily I, re- I just happened to recognize her because my friend from Hong Kong pointed out who that was and what was going on and because it, it just things erupted the moment she stepped on the street but it was one of the most tense moments of my life f- seeing C- uh, CCP police Hong Kong police uh, just start marching through the street plowing down people it's almost like what you'd expect uh, the the royal Uh, guard outside of um, the Queen's Palace in in the UK to sort of ceremonially push someone away because it's their job to walk. They were doing this but through the middle of a protest violently. It's worth watching. Let's take a look at that. We're in the Central District of Hong Kong documenting a protest that was unfolding at noon. A protest full of business people. They were in high heels and business suits. This wasn't the regular protests that you've seen typically in international media. This is basically the Wall Street of Hong Kong. And while they were protesting, in a show of strength, following an embarrassing defeat of the pro-Beijing loyalists last night, Regina Ip with her squadron of Hong Kong police force pushed their way through an entire group, an entire block full of peaceful protesters in maybe a show of strength, you could call it, even though last night her party met an embarrassing defeat. How does it feel to betray the people of Hong Kong? for the
0: sanctions.
2: How does it feel to betray the people of Hong Kong? Now, as she left, she got into a taxi cab, a nondescript taxi cab. It was very well orchestrated. This was a pre-planned provocation of these peaceful protesters. She got into this taxi cab and fled, and the police got into their uh, van and as they did the crowd went nuts, booing the police officers, in fact, and they eventually left, and the crowd almost immediately dispersed to get back to work. This is the Wall Street of Hong Kong, effectively, and these are not the typical protesters that you see wearing black and graffitiing the, uh, the streets. These are people who sit at desks at work uh, throughout the day, and they came out to protest and celebrate even the victory that the democracy movement had last night.
0: Well, I'm very proud that we sent a reporter into the heart of Hong Kong when the rest of the media was ignoring it. I note that the CBC at that time virtually ignored the story. We, through your support crowdfunding, sent Kian there. We also sent our friend from Australia, Avi Yamini, there. So I feel like we did some good work. We won't know how tonight ends in time for my show tonight because we have to upload it to the Internet by 8 p.m. Eastern Time. That's really when things will hit the swing. I'm fairly confident we're going to go ahead because, you know, standing up for the dictatorship of China, I know that's cool for Justin Trudeau and his circles, but I think in Alberta it's not, and I think, thankfully, a great many Chinese Canadians love Canada because it's free, and they long for the day that China will be free like Poland became free after being released from the Soviet Union's domination. Well, there you have it, folks. I'll let you know how it ends. I'm grateful to my two friends for being here tonight. And we got more. We got 144 folks coming to the PAC book launch. You can get your book for now at ChinaVirusBook.com. Hopefully, Amazon won't ban it again. And hopefully, the commies won't stop the buffet. Until next time, on behalf of all of us here at Rebel Northern Alberta Base Camp or our headquarters in Toronto, or anywhere around the world. Good night, and keep fighting for freedom.